Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves, and in today's episode, I'm going to share with you the most remarkable weekend I have treated myself with for a very long time. So stay tuned. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic, because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. I call this piece From the Bidet to the Beach, Reflections on Time Well Spent. (laughs) And it's based on a weekend I just spent on the Outer Banks at a West Point classmate's beach home. I won't say any more. I'll just read you my piece. You should go. Mike had been preparing for this year's elk hunt, and I naturally assumed I'd be tagging along behind him, whispering haiku poems into my voice memo app and praying he wouldn't bag a big one miles from civilization. A bull elk weighs in anywhere from 700 to 1,100 pounds. We may be strong for our age, and I'm about to turn pro on the speed bag Mike bought for me. There will be videos, but that's just too much weight to haul from the wilderness. But hunting, I said. I didn't want to appear too enthusiastic about his suggestion that I attend a gathering of West Point women on the Outer Banks of North Carolina that happened to coincide with his hunting week. And now I offer great praise and thanks to my husband's friend since childhood, Jean Dixon Anderson, who, after reading my book, Hunt for Red Meat, Love Stories, flew in from the East Coast to experience a Colorado elk hunt. So off I went on an adventure I'd never intended. Pandemic be damned. And the night before my flight out, knew the trip would offer plenty to ponder. To say I have generous and merciful friends would be an understatement. It was Mimi Finch who told me about the OBX event at our classmate Bonnie Schwepp's beach house, and I spent the night before our early morning flight with Mimi's family in Denver. They were still moving into a new home, and the guest bathroom had what I recognized as a bidet arrangement on the toilet. Well... I may be on the downslope of the proverbial hill, but I've never experienced the workings of a bidet. Curious about how it might work, I wasn't about to use it without knowing what to expect. I stood in front of it, reached down, and pushed what appeared to be a typical flush handle. The powerful jet of water nearly knocked me over, and in a state of startled confusion, why wouldn't it stop? I only pushed it down once— I stepped from the torrent and watched in horror as it splashed against the opposite wall. Help! Help! I shouted, closing the seat cover. That would surely shut it off, and watching as water cascaded over the edges and onto the floor. Help! Mimi and her sister finally came to my rescue. I wonder what they were thinking when they heard my call. And I learned a bidet lever is not like a flush handle. I'm telling myself I merely christened their new home, 
and I'm not sure I'll ever personally experience this contraption as it's intended to be experienced, but the incident certainly set the tone for the rest of my trip. When Mimi and I landed, our hostess with the mostess met us at the airport and chauffeured us to a great outdoor restaurant where we met several other weekend adventurers, and by the time we all got to the beach house, despite the late hour, we established the unspoken rules. There would be late nights with enough M&Ms and music to keep us awake, and early mornings with sunrises no one would want to miss. Bonnie ordered ideal weather for us, and the gods complied. Now I'll share the memories that will stick with me until those particular brain cells hibernate. Champagne breakfast at sunrise on the beach. One of the youngsters, my king bedmate, brought the champagne and crystal flutes, and Bonnie arranged the picnic basket. Soft sand, candles, and curious crabs greeted us, and we oohed and ahed as the blood-orange sky announced the rising sun, which soon silhouetted sleepy-eyed dancers and yoga posers in the ebbing surf. Strolling on the beach after sunset, and range-walking, that's speed-walking for you non-army folks, back to the house when the sky turned black and rain pelted our backs. Diving through and being lifted by ocean waves, and the mandatory peeing in the sea. Absolutely glorious, all of it. Ten women belting out Helen Reddy's iconic song, and being startled when I tear-choked over the words... Oh, yes, I am wise, but it's wisdom born of pain. I still choke up thinking about it. Ten entirely different women bonding over experiences shared decades ago, and each with distinctive memories of those events. Along those lines, getting to know women from Proud to be 83, Best of the Core 84, and For Excellence We Strive 85 and being saddened by stories of rape and assault, discrimination and abuse, gross injustices that still somehow prevail in our society. Writing my 250-word NYC Midnight Challenge story with a glass of bourbon while others shopped, being dubbed Laurel Hemingway McCarg, if only, and then sharing the story with the group over dinner. No one wanted to sleep with me that night, but several of them chipped in with ideas for a fairy tale that had to include drinking milk and the word heart. Magical unicorn milk. The people who drink it get the power to eat the hearts of others. And several other suggestions that would have required far more than 250 words to complete. I'll read it to you after my reflections. Winning a game of Scrabble because I got to put my Z for zapped on a triple letter score. Three former rabble-rousers, those were our cheerleaders, going through their routine as we all sang On Brave Old Army Team, the United States Military Academy fight song. Sadly, it didn't help our Black Knights win that night. So much dancing, with wild abandon late into every night, fueled by M&Ms, wine, and joy the long walk over the boardwalk and through the woods, another mandatory peeing in the trees and back along the beach.
And who will ever forget the discussion of glass dildos and butt plugs? It had to happen in a group lucky enough to include a sex therapist. (laughs) It dawned on me as I traveled back to my Colorado mountain home that although each of us in that magical gathering has overcome hardships many cannot imagine, age-old insecurities still linger. Words like, not enough, or if only, or I'm too fill-in-the-blank, or I should, or worse, I should have, still plague us. And we have far fewer years remaining than those we've already lived. Will we ever believe that we are enough? Mike always starts his morning with quiet reading time and hot coffee, and although I was slow to adopt this habit, I now relish this gentle way of re-engaging with the new day. We read a passage from The Daily Stoic, and then as many pages as seems right in whichever book we've chosen. Mike sets a timer, but that's because he still works to keep me in the manner to which I've grown accustomed. I'll never be that disciplined, but that's a topic for another day. Marcus Aurelius's Meditations is always nearby, too, and I'm drawn to his idea that, quote, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts, end quote. I often struggle with rumination over past and future events, neither of which I can control, but I also often prompt myself to remember how I felt when I first read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, and I remembered it throughout my time in the beach house and on the beach this past weekend. I remembered to be present for every moment, for every dance, for every sip of bourbon, for every confession, for every song, every tear, every hug, every wave, every crab, every M&M. In addition to my short story, I left a haiku in Bonnie's guest book. Powerful women, tribulations all endured, invincible us. Mimi's husband, Ed, picked us up at the airport, and her sister, Betsy, had late-night quiches waiting for us upon our return. I smiled the entire drive home the next morning after spending another night there, no more bidet incidents, and I felt, as I've been feeling lately, like the luckiest gal on the planet. With a husband who supports and encourages me to dance on the peak of Maslow's hierarchy, and friends whose generosity knows no bounds— How could I feel any other way? I am so, so happy I went, I told Mike when I returned. There was no fresh elk meat to process, but Mike and Jean made their own man memories over miles and miles of mountainous terrain, while I danced in the sand and embraced a sisterhood of extraordinary women. And now, my story, the one I created while I was there. The title, offered by another contributor to my creation, Sour Milk. The requirement was to write a fairy tale, have drinking milk in there somewhere, and use the word heart. And any of you who know me by now or have read my book, Dark Ebb, Grim Tales, knows that my short stories tend to go dark. (laughs) So here's what I came up with, and this is exactly 250 words. 
I'll tell you a story that'll have you think twice before smiling when someone says unicorns are sweet and magical. I know the real deal about those one-horned freaks. Seen them in action, and it ain't pretty. It all started once upon a time with the first blessing <laughs> of those pompous beasts. Don't get me wrong, we hyenas might have done the same had two-leggers tried to capture us, but misunderstood is our middle name. We're born with enough of a bum rap. I watched in horror, tried not to laugh, really I did, when they lured that first dude into their midst. Mesmerized by their seductive scent, he dropped his weapon, nestled down among them, and proceeded to drink the milk from one who'd just birthed another foul foal. Disgusting, but that wasn't the worst of it. Full-bellied and drowsy he was when they crept around him in an ever-smaller circle. I appreciated their tactics. Must have learned that maneuver from us, and I suppressed another chuckle. Dude never saw it coming, though, probably thinking about his forthcoming good look, but as soon as he lay back against the mama's milk-soaked belly, her stud sprang forward, spearing him through the heart with his horn. His blood made me giggle and drool, but they made quick work of the cleanup. Not a chunk of him left for me. Explains why no two-leggers ever report seeing a unicorn. Magical creatures, my ass. Selfish charlatans, more like it. Milk ain't always heart-healthy. Ha <laughs> That's the story that I submitted for my 250-word challenge. Uh, I, I had actually done a little research while I was sipping bourbon and trying to come up with creative ways of using some of the suggestions that were offered. And um, I learned that a group of unicorns is called a blessing, which is what made the hyena narrator chuckle. And oh my goodness, I also watched a PBS video about a lion that leapt over a river and was surrounded by a group of hyenas and uh, their tactics. It was, it was horrifying. <laughs> uh, anyway, with those things in my mind, I did that little story. I love these little short story challenges. <laughs> and now yeah, here I am giggling like a hyena. Uh, and I'll be working on putting together another Dark Ebb Grim Tales collection from whatever I end up with this year. I want to end this episode once again expressing my sincere gratitude to Bonnie Schwepp and her husband Mike, of course, co-owner of the wonderful beach house that we uh, spent the weekend at. Uh, you know, my, Mike was gone. Her mic, her mic, there are so many mics. Her mic was gone for the weekend, and I, I wish we had had a chance to see him too. But oh my goodness, 10 amazing women. And again, in my mind, it was just a beautiful weekend. Women from the classes of 1983, 1984, 1985. I didn't know any of the women in the younger classes, and I barely knew the other three 1983 classmates of mine, and just felt so much acceptance and, and unconditional acceptance, unconditional love. 
days later, I, I'm still smiling about the whole thing. Now, I was the only brave one in the group of 10. I will say this, and if any of you are listening out there, I was the only brave one who enjoyed the ocean, who dove through the waves and floated in the beautiful water for a while. But again, you know, I'm from Colorado and the water didn't seem that cold to me. <laughs> of course, I mentioned that and immediately my Florida sister said, hope you don't see any sharks. <laughs> so of course, the second day when I went into the ocean, I was a little more Oh, I don't know, wary, but I I never went that far out. I just, like I said, dove through and floated a bit and just breathed the beautiful ocean air. So thank you again, Bonnie, for these memories. And thank you, Mimi, for mentioning this to me and for getting the dancing started every night and for teaching the youngins in the group how to move, because girl, you can move. <laughs> Your enthusiasm was certainly contagious. <laughs> you can find today's show notes with links and some gorgeous photos on my website at leadvillelaurel.com or laurelmccarg.com, whichever way you want to get to my website. And until next time, stay well, stay healthy, wash your hands, look at the scientific research about vaccines. You know, George Washington kept his soldiers and his army safe from smallpox way back in the day with vaccines. So keep yourself and your family healthy. Again, do the research. Don't take advice from your cousin's cousin's best friend's neighbor on conspiracy theories. Please don't. Facebook is not news. Go to the sources. Let's get through this pandemic. Let's get to a point where maybe we won't have to wear masks all the time. And in the meantime... Be respectful of yourself. Be respectful of others. Be compassionate. Listen to all sides. Make smart decisions. And look for and bring out the best in others, not the worst. Focus on happiness, not hatred. And come back again next time when I will present you with something completely different. Thanks for visiting. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCarg with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCarg. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com. <laughs>